Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cuz You Don't Know Football. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived. We're here. It's Super Bowl week. Just a couple days away from the biggest game of the year. I'm super excited about this game. Um, and everything that goes along with it. Um, but before we get to that, they just gave in the uh, the Hall of Fame class. So last week, if, if everybody or anybody that tuned in, you would have saw we talked about our uh, our thoughts for the, not just the Hall of Fame class, excuse me, the awards. I, I misspoke. The awards and the Hall of Fame class and who we thought should get in and who we thought was going to win what, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to go over that real uh Real quick, and then we'll just see how I feel about the winners for each one. All right. So let's let's go. All right. Let's start with the the the, the offensive rookies or the defensive rookies. Just the awards for the rookies. So the offensive rookie of the year actually went to Garrett Wilson. I thought it should have been Kenneth Walker the third. But it's hard for a running back now. I kind of get that. Um, I didn't think he was the the pivotal piece that was making that go, but he definitely is a, is going to be a great receiver, and you can see that. Um, so that's that. So I'm not mad at that pick. The offense, the AP uh, defensive uh, player of the year, not defensive, defensive rookie of the year, it's Sauce Gardner. Everybody, there's nobody that didn't see that coming. You know, the the best you could have came up with was Aiden Hutchinson, who had a phenomenal year for a rookie. But um, yeah, that's that. But I do think this though. This is one thing I do think. This puts a lot of pressure on the Jets. Now they have the rookie of the the offensive and defensive rookie of the year both come from that team. They got to get that quarterback position together. I did tell everybody Zach Wilson was not a good quarterback. However, you know, that's fine. You know, so boom. So we'll keep going on from there. So let's go to the uh, defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. We saw that coming, you know. Um, like I said, I do like what um, I just thought. I just forgot his name. The Chiefs defensive tackle, Chris Jones. I do like what Chris Jones did, and I do think he took the least and did the most with it. But, I mean, Nick Bosa was unstoppable all year. You know, that kind of goes without saying. Um, Now going to the offensive player of the year, it was Jevis, you know. Like I said, the only other person I thought had a chance was Tyreek Hill. Um, But I do want to shout out my man Tim because he said this in the summertime. He said Justin Jefferson is about to have – the best season ever. So I got to give props where it is, Tim. We'll see you next time. Um, yeah, man. So I you can't get mad at the Jettas. You know, he he did his thing all year. This is this is amazing, and I love and and I do like I said. I think that anytime that you're breaking Randy Moss's records in the town that Randy Moss has built, I think you got to get points for that too. You know, so so that's that. Um, so. Going on to uh, AP Comeback Player of the Year, uh, they actually gave it to Geno Smith. I think we saw that coming. What Geno Smith this, did this year, like this was the best season of Geno Smith's career. 
You know, coming from the Jets, where, you know, he's a first-round pick and he's a bust. He's got that label of bust. He's He was the backup for a, a, a lot of teams. And he comes back this year on a Seahawks team in which we're looking at them as a rebuild because they traded Russ. You know, they're still trying to uh, re, uh, redo this whole regime. And he comes in, he takes them to the playoffs. I mean, shout out to Geno. He said at the beginning of the season, they said, Geno, they wrote you off. And he said, well, we didn't write back. So there you go, Gino. I'm happy, happy for you. Um, the AP, the coach of the year. The coach of the year was is uh, Brian Dayball of the New York Giants. Um, I like it. I mean, you know, what I mean, he's definitely earned. He definitely earned uh, uh, that. You know, no one really thought the Giants were going to be in the playoffs this year. Um, so what he took, you know, taking that quarterback and what he's done. With 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 uh with that quarterback, geez Louise, the Giants quarterback situation was terrible. And, I, and now I, now now we're going to see though, because you're going to see this is kind of unfair to him. Brian Dayball now has to they have to uh, uh resign uh, their quarterback. They have to continue to um move on. You know what I mean? And and I think they got to get a new quarterback still. And they're not they're probably not going to. And I think his job because of this height, it's going to be harder for him to succeed now because now um, he has expectations. Um, But for the MVP, the MVP of this year, no shock to anybody, it's Patrick Mahomes. You know, the only other season that I think that compares to Patrick Mahomes from what he did this year was that season after – the Patriots when they had Randy Moss and, and Wes Welker and and you know and all of those people and all of those weapons those years after they lost all of those people that next year that was because that was an impressive year because they lost everybody this year for the Kansas City Chiefs losing you know Tyreek Hill you know always having to lose defensive players now they got a whole new regime and what Pat did man I'm I would have to say he did the most with the least. And I think that's a signature of of an MVP, you know. So shout outs to them. Shout out to all the candidates. Um, and um, shout out and congratulations to everybody that won that award. <clears throat> so they also over the weekend, or I should say, moving on, moving on, they uh <laughs> offered up the Hall of Fame class of twenty twenty three. And I do want to go into that. So the so your 2023 Hall of Fame class is Rondé Barber, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Don Coriel, who's the coach of of the Air Coriel Chargers. If you know, if nobody really understands his significance, uh, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, and uh, Ken Riley. So here's my thing about the the Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, and this is where the conversations kind of come in. Unfortunately, every every year there's people that retire that you know they're going to be first ballot Hall of Famers. So there's some people that are on this list that have been there a couple years because of first ballot Hall of Famers. Now, I don't know if you extend the list or what, but... I just don't think that everybody that gets in when they get it, when they got in, really deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So, like, 
with my list of I me, mean, of course, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, you know, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware. Like it, I mean, they're clear cut. You know, <laughs> it's very clear that they should be uh, Hall of Famers. What they did with their career, you know. Um, when I look at uh, Rondé Barber, I loved Rondé Barber, but he was no better than the fourth best defensive player on that team. No better. So the other finalists, and I might be a little bit of a homer, but Dwight Freeney was on this list. You know, Reggie Wayne was on this list. You know, um, I don't think that Rondé Barber's career surpluses them. So, I mean, I'm happy to see him in, but sometimes with, with the Hall of Fame, I'm a little bit more like, well, how does this work? You know, I, I'm not sure of how it is. But very interesting class, very good class. Um, yeah. So congratulations to everybody in the Hall of Fame. You earned it. You had a great career. And now you can sit on the fruits of your labor, you know, and, and, and get into Canton. That's one place I haven't gone, Canton, Ohio. I got to go to the NFL Hall of Fame. I really do want to go there one day. Maybe one day we'll have an episode from Canton, Ohio, that probably will happen, but we 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 can uh <laughs> we can hope, can't we? Um, yeah. So this leads us to the moment, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. You know who you got? You know you got you got the you got the Chiefs. You got the Eagles. You got Kansas City. You got Philly. You got the Chiefs. You got the Eagles. You got the Chiefs. You got the Eagles. You got the Eagles. Guys, I'm rolling with the Eagles on this one, guys. I'm not even going to leave this up. I'm rolling with the Eagles in this Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, big shout out to Kansas City, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Your season has been phenomenal. The fact of the matter is Kansas City has a lot more holes in their roster. So anytime that you – over the year, you've heard me say um, I don't like – the quarterbacks, a lot of the quarterbacks that get like $40 million and things of that nature, if you follow it, that's one of the big points that I've made. I don't like giving them that. And this is a prime example why. Even with the best quarterback in the game, you can't fill out a roster. So if you're not good enough to take something that's a little bit less and make it, you know, and, and take it tenfold, um, you're not, you like, that's a waste of money. You're wasting time. So those quarterbacks, and I just to go into it, we're talking about uh, 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 Dak Prescott. We can talk about uh, we talked about Matthew Stafford. We talked about you know what I mean. We I mean we can go on and on and on. I really don't want to go into all these average quarterbacks. But when you take up too much of the roster on your cap, your your roster is not going to be that good. So Kansas City's got a lot of holes on this roster. Um. So also, if you also listen to the uh, podcast for a while, you'd also hear me say when a quarterback wins their Super Bowls is before they get their big money and after they make their their big money and where they can sacrifice. The reason that Tom Brady won so many rings, he sacrificed a lot of money for a long time and he got his rings. OK, so keep that in mind. Um, So the Eagles have Jalen Hurts. I think we can all agree Jalen Hurts is one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, which is one of my barometers for um, that's a quarterback that can get you to the Super Bowl. So they have a top 10 quarterback and a roster. This I, I don't think people really understand how good this Eagles roster is. Um, 
they have two lockdown corners. So they got Slay and then they got uh, James Bradbury. James Bradbury is not even going to be back in Philly next year because he's going to demand too much money. They got him. The reason why they got him is because he had an off year in New York and then he comes in. So they got two number one cornerbacks. <laughs> okay. Um, not only that, they have four pass rushers. They have four pass rushers. They have um let me let me just look up the uh the uh, sorry y'all let me just get the Eagles pass rushers. Okay, so they got their pass rushers. They got Brandon Graham. They have Hmm, that was a weird uh That was a weird transition. Sorry about that. Work with me, y'all. Work with me. All right. They got Brandon Graham. They got uh, Josh Sweat. They got Hassan uh, Riddick. And then they also still have Fletcher Cox. They have... Um, yeah, then they have Fletcher Cox. So the Eagles, as I said, they got four pass rushers. To put that in context for everybody and what that really means. When the Giants beat the the undefeated Patriots back in, what was that, 2007? They were able to sit back in a cover two show because they had three pass rushers. And the, and the Patriots were not going to run the ball. Um, They had three pass rushers. I'm telling the Eagles have four. This pass rush is crazy. They're getting to the quarterback 10% more than whoever is second, and I think it was San Fran. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's that's going to be really hard for them. So keep that in mind. Also, put in mind, so what does that mean? So the Eagles have a better roster. They have a top 10 quarterback. They, they're going to have a, this pass rush. And the Chiefs do have some holes on that offensive line. It's not a bad offensive line. It just has some holes. Not only that, I think I thought I thought the Eagles had would have more trouble with San Fran's wide receivers than Kansas City's wide receivers. Okay, so I think Kansas City's wide receivers they're a little bit easier to deal with. Basically, what I'm saying is I think Kansas City has to play a way to in order for Kansas City to beat the Eagles, they got to play a way that I don't think they're going to play. They got to run the ball. They got to stop letting Patrick Mahomes throw the ball so much and they're gonna have to run the ball a lot because they can't block that deep that that defensive line and if they can't block that defensive line and they're not running the ball then Travis Kelsey's they're just gonna trap I can see it they're gonna double team Travis Kelsey with corners and he's gonna be gone and then you're gonna look at this game and it's gonna be bad so the only way <laughs> that the Chiefs have a chance is to run the ball. And if you ever looked at Andy Reid through his career, he's never been interested in running the ball predominantly. That's not how he's ever – he's caught flack for that in Philly with uh, Brian Westbrook. He caught flack for that. He's never been a – I want to primarily run the ball kind of head coach. So I just don't think they're going to do that. So I just think in this situation, this is a – this is a very great roster going against a great player. And one thing that I can tell you, so let me give you guys a little uh, anecdote. 
as a Colts fan, and Colts fans will tell you, when it, early in, in uh, Tom Brady's career, when the Patriots would play the Colts, they had a great team, and they would basically say, okay, Tom, I need you to do draw plays, I need you to do screens, I need you to do short passes, whatever, because the point was I got to keep the, the ball away from Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was like, I can score, I can put up points, I can put up points, I can put up points, we're going to go, 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 go. Well, as many people remember, Patriots won more of those games than the Colts did. It just happened that way. Um, so anytime a, a great roster rolls up against a great player, usually the great roster wins. So for that, I think the 2023, or my prediction for the 2023 uh, NFL champion, Super Bowl winner, is the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I just also want everybody to know that means it's going to be a rough off season for everybody. If you don't know how the Eagles fans are, if you ever look at, you know how Eagles fans are, Tim, like my, the co-host Tim, he doesn't dislike anybody. He does not like the Eagles. And it's because of how the Eagles fans act. And I think we're going to have a long off season of dealing with the fact that the Eagles fans, they have a point, you know, so boom. So, so, yeah, so this is actually going to be a pretty uh, short, easy uh, episode. You know what I mean? This is not the last episode of the year. We're going to have one next week wrapping up everything. So <clears throat> so don't worry about that. But for right now, I'm your boy, Reek. You already know. I'm just letting everybody out there know. Well, before I say that, guys, give us comments. Give us likes. Tell us, tell us we suck. If you think we suck, tell us yo you suck. You know, give us, give us insight so that we can, uh, <laughs> we can talk to you. The better we can engage, the better we can be for you. But we love, and we love how everybody has uh, uh, talked to us. You know, we love having going back and forth with everybody about uh, about how everything's going. So we appreciate all of that. So once again, uh, once again, guys, I just want you to know. Because you don't know football. I'm your boy, Rick. I see you when I see you. <laughs>